1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jane Pickett, our resident vet from the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital, in Newmarket, part of the Ministry of Veterinary Group, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good
0: afternoon, Patricia.
1: And how are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm not too bad. With the sunshine outside, we can't complain, can uh, we? Ah,
1: uh, it's just great. It's just great. And are you uh, from a veterinary point of view, are you busy at the moment?
0: Busy, busy, yes. Um, we are indeed, certainly with the small animal there's kind of a steady plane of busy all of the time, but now spring is kicking in, so all of those large animal calls. So it's the time of year where calvings and lambings happen and the associated work that goes along with that. So it's a busy time of year for
1: everyone involved but it's why we do the job. Look, well done, well done. Tess is wondering if I could ask Jane the vet are there any vets doing reduced neutering uh, for cats? She is a stray wild kitten which she's captured during the bad weather. Now she said she's not looking for it to be done for free, she is willing to pay but she's wondering is there a reduced scheme for the neutering particularly of feral cats like this? She said it would break my heart to think of this little cat having a litter of kittens in a ditch and yeah you're doing the right thing and trying to get the cat neutered uh tests well done are they, they, i know every now and again there are schemes
0: every now and again there are um to my knowledge in our local area certainly kind of do hollow area there hasn't been any recently that i've been aware of my by recently i mean in the last few years at least um it's a little bit hit and miss depending on what area you're in It's worth asking your local vet if they are aware of anything. The likelihood is, if they're anywhere near us, the answer is probably going to be that they don't know of any schemes running at the moment. But you know, you don't ask, you don't get, so you may as well ask. Yeah. Um, I think well done for trying to get it new because We do really, really need to control the exploding feral cat population. It is the best thing, not only for the cat population, for that little cat's help as well.
1: Because there's a staggering num—isn't there a staggering number? and I know we you see the figures every now and again, how one cat having a litter of kittens and if that litter of kittens is allowed to have kittens and on and on and on. And very quickly, you can be. have a huge number of kittens born all from one cat.
0: You can, and it's a staggering number. Now, I don't have the number on the tip of my tongue, but it, it certainly runs into one unusured cat through a domino effect. It can turn into 100,000 cats or there or thereabouts. Um, which sounds crazy, but it's the way it goes. Like these, these little cats can reproduce up to almost every five, six months. Like They have that capability. Uh, and certainly when they're out and about, particularly feral cats, where they will be in contact with tom cats, that's what happens. And every single one of those unneutered kittens goes on to get pregnant and, and kind of contribute to the problem as well. And as well for their own little cats' welfare. Pregnancy, although it is quite safe, it does come with complications so unnecessary presence is certainly something to be avoided from a past welfare point of
1: view as well Okay and that goes for the Tomcats neuter the Tomcats as well yeah. please Okay Absolutely. hi uh, question please for Jane the vet if she can help We have three hens and for the last few days two of them seem flat not coming out of the house which they normally do they're just picking at their food there's no obvious injury they're three years old and by the way none of them have laid an egg for about a year now they eat layers mash and rolled over Oats, thanking you for any help.
0: Okay now I'm no expert in chickens I'll put my hands up and say that first of all first and foremost however what I would say is chickens are a prey animal that's if we go way back into their roots of, of their kind of placing in the, the animal kingdom they are pre-programmed to hide every little bit of illness they have until they can't anymore. So they're incredibly stoic animals. They will trot along pretending they're absolutely fine and they can be quite sick before they'll show us any signs that they're unwell. It might be something and nothing but my gut feeling in this one is I would attend your vet with those two chickens um, even if they're just a little bit off colour because a little bit off colour for a chicken can really be the... (laughs) It's really getting to the point where they can't hide their symptoms anymore. So sometimes they can be quite ill. Cats are very similar actually. Cats, Cats tend to... You know, play along, pretend they're absolutely fine but they're very much not um, so I think with these little chickens I would attend your vet to have a full physical exam it might be something, nothing, it might be overcautious but I think it will be the best thing to do.
1: And they do, they can stop laying and then go back to laying again, they can take a time okay. out can't yeah, they? Yeah. They can, yeah. and they
0: can. It's, it's very much dependent on diet and environmental factors uh, and their age as well um, as they do kind of reduce down their laying over the years but yeah, they, they can kind of come in and out of lay as it were
1: Stay with cats. Kathleen in the city is wondering how long, on average, can a cat live for?
0: Oh my goodness! Um, the oldest cat I've ever known was belonged to a friend of mine in the UK. He was called Gandalf, and he lived to, I believe, it was twenty two years old. <laughs> um, yeah, that's <laughs> old. Go for quite a while. Yeah, they can live my well into their teens they can. I I would say kind of average that I would encounter would be, let's say, a lifespan of 14, 15, 16 would be kind of the, uh, the oldest I would regularly see. But they can certainly go for for a long while. My own little cat, um, who passed away not that long ago, she was, I think, about 1920. Well. We're trying to reverse engineer the date. So they, they can go for quite a long time. They're a lovely little animal.
1: Okay, so it is a big commitment if that's what Kathleen is thinking is. about in, in getting a, a cat. And again, yeah. on the, it seems to be all cats today. Uh, what would Jane suggest putting on grass to stop cats using it as their toilet? Now, I don't know if this is neighbours' cats or their own cats. Mm-hmm. If it's neighbours' cats, um, what do you do?
0: And I'm not going to lie, it's not the easiest thing to solve. I know nobody wants them peeing on flowers uh, or pooing in, in the in the beautiful borders, but sometimes that's the perfect environment in their own mind um, because sometimes they can dig it up and they can bury their scent and it's, it's a fabulous place in their mind, but not for, for you. So I would say there are products that you can put on lawns and on borders that are pet-safe but it'll give off a very nasty smell that they wouldn't want to be around. Um, there's plenty of different brands on the market. Speak to your local vet or your local pet shop as to what they have available. I know the one that we've recently stopped is called Get Off, um, and it comes in little gel format. The one thing I would say, though, it's it's difficult to get them to stay away from it because it's something you have to constantly reapply because they'll get wise to it if it's just not there for a little while, and that's their favourite spot, and they'll just start going there again. It's not an easy fix, I'm
1: afraid. Yeah, they're smart animals. John in Clannochilty has an unusual problem. My dog is a terrier. Recently, he won't pee in the garden when I leave him out. Now what I have to do is I have to bring him for a walk and then he'll do his business. Why is this?
0: (laughs) So, um, it could be two things. It could be that he just needs maybe a little bit more activity for him to be stimulated to realise he needs to pee and poo. Um, Some dogs and cats need to actually not quite a lot, so there needs to be a bit of body motion so that they get the guts moving from the pooing perspective from the peeing perspective so they they realize that look before I go and do my little run now I've realized I need to do a pee so I'll do it now and that's generally what happens on walks um so maybe a little bit more activity out in the garden maybe a little bit of playing ball if that's appropriate for your dog um might help to speed things along but the other thing it could be is that if let's say you're letting your dog out into the garden and as soon as he does his pee's, and food, you're like right back inside that's kind of ending the fun for them. Uh, I know it's really tempting, particularly when the weather is bad, but sometimes they might associate with them, let's say, peeing or pooing, With that signals the end of the fun and they have to go back inside and be bored again. So the next time your dog or cat the dog pees outside, um, make a big fuss of them, best little boy in the world, give them a little treat, and then keep playing with them. Do something really exciting afterwards, play ball or you know, play a little tug of war, do something fun afterwards for five minutes before you take them inside, just to break that cycle. So it it could be either movement or the let's say signalling the the end of the fun, but give both a try.
1: Hi, Jane. This is from Anne. Is it okay to give dry cat food to foxes? Leaving it in the garden oh. obviously for them.
0: Um I wouldn't be their natural diet by any any stretch of the imagination. But I can't see that it will be a massive problem. Um, I think the, ma- the main thing is it's meat-based and it should be a complete diet. So I don't see that there will be any problem. If they're wild foxes, it's probably not going to cause a, a major amount of upset. Um, but I suppose like any animal with changing or changing or supplementing their diet, there's always the risk that they might get a little bit of a tummy upset. But I think if I, if I were you, yeah, cat nuts, something like that wouldn't be the, the worst thing in the world.
1: What can I use to keep a dog away from pipes? Something like a spray. Would you have any suggestion?
0: Oh, a dog away from pipes. To be honest, um, the safest bet is probably just like restricting their access to the area. So putting, let's say, a fence or a barrier in the way is probably going to be the surest bet. Um, similar to, let's say, making sure they don't pee on the on the grass. You could use those products, say, let's say, the sprays or the, the gels or the little crystals that you put into gardens to keep them from peeing and pooing, that might keep them away from the area to a degree um, but I really think a barrier will be the safest bet so some kind of barrier in the way so they can't get
1: there. Okay, Marion's are after getting a new pet, it's a Cocker Spaniel, they're trying to crate train the puppy they have the puppy two weeks now everything's fine during the day but when they put the puppy into the crate at night and he realises everybody's going to bed he starts, he starts whimpering how long will this last for?
0: Okay, well, first of all, congratulations on your new pup. It's a really exciting time. Um, It sounds like they're doing a lot of good things. Um, Crate training is a really helpful thing, but I think the main things with crate training are make the crate a really positive place for your pet to feel safe in. Make it into their little den. Feed them inside there with the door of the crate open. Leave the door of the crate open so that they can go in and out as they wish uh, until you need to close the door, let's say, overnight, if that's what you're doing. Make it a really safe place rather than a sad place where they're restricted. That needs to be their safe safety net, essentially. Um, otherwise, I think overnight is always a challenge. The whimpering can last a little while until they settle, and they know that there's a routine in the household and that people will be back to them in the morning. Other things you can do is you can let, say, leave, um, let's say, radio on in the background, just really low, not loud or boisterous. Something that's going to be very ambient overnight, so talk shows or classical music, something like that, can be a really helpful thing to do, just to, so it does sound super quiet after being nice and noisy with the family all day. Um, but I think the main thing is, don't be afraid to go and comfort the pets if they are distressed. Um, you need to be their kind of source of comfort, source of security. So if your pet is distressed, until they settle, maybe just pop down, give them a little cuddle, settle them back into the crate and pop back to bed again. But I think things will settle eventually, but they do need comfort. These are small, young animals um, and they were with their mum until very recently. They're lonely. So you've kind of replaced that role. Yeah, they're so lonely. OK, that's where yeah. we
1: leave it. Thank you for that, Jane. Have a great week and we'll talk next Thursday.
0: You too. Thank bye you.
1: Bye-bye. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital, Newmarket, part of the uh, Mill Street Veterinary Group.